Welcome to The Grade Book, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and this week we have an interview with outgoing Education Commissioner Pam Stewart. She spent the past five years as Florida Education Commissioner, and we're talking with her about her past and her future. Let's take a listen. Pam Stewart, Commissioner, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. You know, I still keep thinking back to when they named you commissioner. Well, even back before that, when you were chancellor and you were coming back from St. John's School District, and I wondered still then, why did you leave schools to come back to the state and wind up being interim commissioner twice before taking on the full-time job? Why even leave that comfort of the schools? Um, Well, school district. I, I was not in a school. I was in a school district, so... Um, I, you know, my heart is in schools for sure. And I think I might've talked to you at that time, Jeff, about the fact that I really believe that I was in school district heaven in St. John's County. Love it there. Uh, really believe in the work and Joe Joyner was the best boss I ever had. I've continued to say that over time. And, um, so it was a hard decision, and I initially turned that opportunity down. Um, but I, I think that to be a public servant uh, appealed to me more, and to think about the potential to help um, on a statewide basis really won me over. And so that's the reason that I made the decision to leave that comfortable spot Though it was a lot of work, but it was um, less public and um, less adversarial and less challenging than it has been at the state, Um, that is why I chose to come back to the state. Well, let's take those those adjectives that you use, public. You don't always seem to have been like the person who wanted to be the public person. You wanted to be the person who works on fixing the school system to the best way that you can. And was it hard for you to be in the public eye and have people say criticizing you and chasing you around like that reporter who had the camera chasing you around that one board meeting? Was that hard for you to to deal with that rather than what you wanted to be doing perhaps? I am, you have accurately described that I am very, very comfortable uh, doing the work and not being the public face. Although, um, if the attention is not uh, directed about me in a positive way, uh, I'm all okay with being in the public eye. And I've never shied away from criticism no matter what role I've been in because at the end of the day, if I am doing the right thing, and I I have always made it a point everywhere in my career to do the right thing, Um, then the criticism is going to be the criticism, and that will have to sit as it does. But um, I always in my career have have done what I believe to be the right thing. And so if criticism comes, then then let that that sit. But I'm still going to do the right thing. 
the next one you used was adversarial slash political. And I've, I've noticed that during your time as, as commissioner was the first time that we saw like the governor's picture appear on the Department of Education website, just as a small little thing. But there's been a lot of politics involved. Some people have called for going back to an elected commissioner who at least is got to run for election and talk to the voters all the time. What do you, what do you think about how that job is in relation to politics versus even just education? So I believe that this position, and it's no secret that uh, on the CRC, I supported appointed superintendents um, as opposed to elected superintendents. And there was a discussion about school board members and term limits and that school board positions should not be seen as being professions in a lifetime career, but rather political positions. And that really struck a chord with me that I believe that the the chief, whether it is the the chief education officer um, at the department or in a school district, is a career. It is a profession and therefore should be appointed. As far as the political nature, I am surrounded by uh, a political world, but I have always described it in this way, that I am in the enviable position of being able to make recommendations based on what is educationally sound and educationally best, and perhaps there are others who are um, have to be more political that uh, will then take the recommendation and make the decision based on the recommendation that I believe to be educationally best and temper that with the political nature of of the the world in which we work. And yet I was able to make the recommendation that I believe to be best. So it's it's kind of the way that I was able to um, maintain sort of that description you made of me and still sit here in this political realm. When you were counting down the days, I remember we were in Largo and you told me 236 days, and then it kept going. And then in October, they they asked you to stay for another year. And then within a few months, you had decided not to stay anymore. That kind of felt like they were using you or your position in a political way. Did, am I reading this right, that they asked you to stay so long as um, DeSantis didn't win? Yeah, that would probably be something you would have to ask them. Um, when I had conversation with the chair, it it really was her belief that no matter who became the governor, it would be best to have a very thoughtful transition. And I think uh, then what transpired was that seeing the direction that the governor was going made everyone on the board, including the chair, feel very comfortable that this could be a smooth transition. And since it was always my desire, I mean, I voided my drop um, to stay through this governor's second term. Um, And and obviously everyone understands that um, the Constitution outlines that the position of the education commissioner is one that is um, chosen by the State Board of Education, but that relationship is very close to the governor. And so in, in my, as I approached the end of my drop, 
um, I had the conversation with the governor to determine if that was something that he wanted me to do. Um, and I never had intention of staying beyond this governor's term. I made that commitment in October based on the board's request, but this has always been the way I wanted to go out. And, and just a side note that I would add here, we are in Florida at an all-time high. In almost every area that you look in the field of education, uh, we're, we're at the highest point that we have ever been. Who wouldn't want to leave on that very high note? Um, and, and so I can leave now with my head high and our standards high and our performance high, both in the K-12 world as well as in the college world. And, uh, so I'm, I'm getting the best of both worlds right now. I, I get to turn it over and feel really good about turning it over. And I, I actually do get to exit on my turns and at the time I wanted to. So it's really perfect for me. Did they at any point say, do you want to stay this extra year? Did they, or did they say, we're ready if you want to go or anything like that? It, it was never a discussion about that. I, I really, the only conversation I had with Governor-elect DeSantis and his team was to provide them with information about where we sit in education. What's the lay of the land right now in education? It was never a discussion about do I want to stay, do I want to leave. Um, it was it was just really about what is the lay of the land, and the, and the appropriate discussion would be between Governor Elect DeSantis, his team, and the State Board of Education, not with me. You talk about all the high points, like the graduation rates just came out, and. They were really high, but I always hear people still in the state of Florida who are questioning those results, questioning whether we are still doing education the right way, whether, what do they use the term is um, test and kill or something like that. I can't remember the exact phrase, but um, are we, are we really in a good place or are there more things that we need to do better? I mean, where do you see things going and how do you respond to the critics who say that we just do too much testing, too much accountability stuff, and ignore what really education is supposed to be about? Well, if education isn't about educating students, I don't know what it is about. But um, And I, I think I hear a couple of questions in there, Jeff, so I'm going to try to do my best to, to answer all of that. Um, are we where we want to be? Absolutely not. Are we better than we have been at any other time in education in Florida? Absolutely we are. Um, when Education Week Quality Counts ranks us as fourth in the nation in K-12 student achievement, somewhere we have never gotten before, um, that, that says we are, we are certainly better than... Uh, most of the states in the nation, and it says we are in a good place. But I would say that when we reach uh, being number one in the nation, it won't be the time to rest on our laurels and relax. We've got to always be looking to make our education system better and help our students be able to achieve even more. And the, the biggest thing that I would say that uh, we still have work to do, a, a big chunk of work to do, has to do with closing the gap. 
and um, you know we've we have virtually closed the gap between white and Hispanic students in our state. In fact, in some grades and subjects, Hispanic students outperform white students. Um, but we still have a gap um, between white and African American students, and we are narrowing it better than the rest of the nation. But there's still work to be done there, and I I think that we've started down that path and have really made strides and know some things specifically that will make a difference there. Um, could could we improve in lots of areas? Absolutely. And I've said before that we will not test ourselves into greatness. That's just not what you do. But I've also added that we will not be able to get to greatness without testing because we must know where our students are, how much are they learning, and uh, where do we still have gaps that we need to work on. And, you know, I don't remember the exact numbers, but we we don't spend um, even 3% of our time for most grades and most subjects and most students on testing, at least at the state level. And so I don't, I don't know about when you went to school, but when I went to school, we had tests. Um, and it is the way that educators and, in some cases, policymakers know whether or not we, we are doing the right thing by our students. So I don't believe that at the state level we have too much testing. Um, and I don't think that we got to where we are without, or we would have gotten where we are without testing. Um, and I think we have an accountability system that puts in place those um, measures that will motivate the adults in the system to get at the right thing for students. I think we have found that right combination. We did that a couple of years ago in the legislative session and kind of uh, took a strong look at our accountability system and said, we, we need stability. People are calling for stability. And so this will be, um, uh, we, we reduced the number of measures and made sure that they were more along the lines of what we were needing to get at and simpler to understand. And um, so I, I think we have the right things in place right now. I remember you coming in, and that was really the charge that you had. Now you have somebody, you're leaving, and, and Richard Corcoran is coming in. Well, we'll finish up by me asking you, what is your key advice to him as the next commissioner? Well, really, quite honestly, Jeff, I don't think that uh, Speaker, soon-to-be Commissioner Corcoran, needs advice. Um, I think he's been very involved in education. He's been able to see education. He's been able to affect policy around education. And, uh, you know, are there some logistics about what happens in this building that I need to share with him? Absolutely. Policy-wise, I think he's got a passion for education that's going to serve him very well as the Commissioner of Education, and I look forward to continued success for students in Florida. I guess we will be hearing from you maybe a little bit from the outside, or are you just going to ride off and go hang out with grandkids? Um, I'm going to hang out with grandkids. I have a fourth one on the way, and um, I'm going to hang out with grandkids. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something in the education world. I have no idea what. I 
feel quite sure you will not see me walking the halls of the Capitol, but um, you might see me in some schools. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll do something because uh, I'm not ready to sit on that beach over there in St. Augustine yet, even though that's where I'm going to head. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and thank you so much for taking your time and for spending so much time being the Commissioner of Education for all our kids in Florida. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jeff. Appreciate it. Appreciate your work. That's the end of our interview. If you'd like to participate in our conversations, please go to our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. To keep up on the latest Florida education breaking news, go to our blog, tampabay.com slash gradebook. Please continue to share this podcast and review it if you'd like. It's on Google Play, iTunes, and other places where you can get your podcasts. I'm reporter Jeff Solichek wishing you a happy new year. We'll be off for a little bit, and we'll catch back with you in 2019. Thank you for listening. Thank you.